evening. As it's been said before, it really is just a joy to be here. It's a special night, a night for celebration, right? Being back indoors, having our, our first ever live stream going on. Uh, but more than that, of course, to look to the cross, the work of Christ, right? Of all the services that we do throughout the year, this is the one that sits a little bit different uh, because uh, we realize the weight of the cross and the work of Jesus on our behalf. We know that Easter Sunday is coming, so there's joy in that, but, but tonight there is uh, the depth of, of Good Friday. Many books have been written and sermons preached and songs sung about the meaning of the cross and the atonement. But we could talk for a long time exploring the different angles to that. But tonight I want to lead with just a simple question about confidence. How can we be confident of God's love for us? How do we know that God will remain faithful to us and committed to us? How can we be sure that the next time we sin, Jesus isn't just going to say, enough! I've had enough of you. I'm done. How do we know that the next time we mess things up royally, Jesus isn't going to kick your sanctified behind right out those doors? How do we know? I mean, after all, our confidence has been shaken in so many things this year. Right? What a crazy year we've been through. So many things that we once thought were stable and sure and consistent have, have shifted like sand beneath our feet. We've dealt with loss of jobs, loss of health, loss of friends and family and routines and events, and so many things have shifted. And so how do we know that the love of God and the commitment of God to us and the faithfulness of God is not likewise in question? There's one main verse I want to I point us to tonight. And it's uh, John chapter 6, verse 37. If you have a Bible, you can join me there. I'll read it for us. John 6, 37. It says, All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. This verse comes in John chapter 6, this famous section of scripture where Jesus miraculously feeds the crowd of 5,000 and he declares himself to be the bread of life, saying, whoever comes to me will not hunger or thirst. Even though many at this time are rejecting him and his ministry doesn't appear necessarily successful as all kinds of people in John chapter 6 are driven away from him, he makes this assertion, all those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Okay, a few key words in that verse we need to realize. Look how big, look how sweeping these assertions are. First word, all. All those the Father gives me will come to me. Not some or most of those that the Father gives me will come to me, but a few scurry away. 
And we are saved because God the Father brings us, gives us, leads us to faith in his Son, Jesus. So in order to be saved and come to Christ, it required a divine act of grace to transform our hearts. So it's all those the Father gives me will come to me. But then we see things from a bit more of a, a human point of view, right? As the verse continues, look at the second half of the verse. We have to come to Jesus. It says, whoever comes to me. And again, there's a big sweeping word there. Key word. What's what? It's whoever. Whoever comes to me. Can we say, whoever? Really? The guy in church who really bothers me? He, he, he's included in that whoever? Not, not some of the people who come to me. I'll never drive away. Or most of the people who come to me. Or, you know, you come and bring your resume with you and I'll, I'll look it over and I'll compare it to the other applicants and, you know, the top few will get in and they'll be allowed to stay with me. No, he says, whoever. Third key word. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. You want to say it with me? Never. Thank you, Brendan. Yes, I'll never drive away. I'll never cast them out. The word here is Ekbalo in the Greek, the root of the word, which means simply to throw or cast out. I mentioned that. I remember that from Greek class because what do you do with a ball? Oh, you throw it. Okay, easy to remember. So a little Greek word. Ekbalo means to throw out. Jesus says, I will never throw you out, drive you or send you away. And it's actually repeated in the original. It's emphatic. I will never, I repeat, I will never cast you away. Just come to me, he says. If you do, I'm not going to grow tired of you. I'm not going to lose my patience for you. I'm never going to send you away. Now, here, here's where we come back to the question of confidence. So maybe we're hearing this, we say, this sounds great, Jesus. I like the sound of this, but how do we know this is true? Right, because maybe we've heard people make similar promises to us. People who have told us, hey, I love you, I'm for you, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, I won't leave you, but then what? They, they left, or they hurt us, or they broke their word, they didn't keep their promises to us, or people have grown tired of us. It's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me, people have grown tired of me, right? They didn't want to spend time with you anymore. So how do we know that the same thing won't happen with Jesus. I, I hear the all, I hear the whoever, I hear the, the never drive away of John 6, 37, but Jesus, you don't understand. You don't understand my life. You don't understand my heart. You don't, you don't truly know the depths of my sin or the depths of my doubt or how I'm embarrassed to talk about you sometimes or I have all these big questions in my heart that aren't answered. I'm not really sure you're, you're truly good or you don't know how long I've gone in the wrong direction, how far I've strayed. Jesus, I think I might be an exception here. But here's our reason for confidence. It's the reason we're here tonight. You, you guys knew where I was going with this. You knew where I was going with this. Our, our confidence is rooted. The, we, we are confident in the love of God and the faithfulness of God and the truth of John 6, 37, that whoever comes to Jesus will never be cast out or driven away because of the cross. Right? The, the cross. Good Friday why we're here, because the cross of Christ shows us God's settled determination to save us. 
I mean, just think about it. There would have been much more convenient times to back out of this whole plan of salvation. Right? For Jesus, there would have been much more convenient times for him to, to abort the mission. If God was going to change his mind about rescuing you, he would have done it a lot sooner. He would have done it a lot sooner than, than last week when you were rude to your spouse or earlier today when you were frustrated with your kids. Remember Jesus in the garden before his crucifixion? Looking at the cross ahead, he says what? Let this cup pass from me. Father, if there's any other way, if we can change the plan, do this any other way, let's go with plan B. But ultimately he says what? Not my will, but your will. So he could have changed the plan, but he he didn't. He went to the cross. He endured. He stayed. I mean, even for us, once, once we're committed and invested in something, we usually see it through, right? You ever been watching a movie that's not that great, but you've already spent so much time watching it? You're like, I've got to finish this thing now, right? I'm, I'm, I put too much time into this. I'm not going to turn back now. So that is true for us in these small ways. How much, how much more true is that of God who is determined to save us? Romans 8.31, which Ramona read for us, says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then verse 32 is key. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? See, God, the Father, did not spare his own son. Jesus went to the cross. Why would he stop being good to us now? I'm committed. I'm not going anywhere. And we see in verse 38 of John chapter 6, right after verse 37, we see Jesus say, For I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. In other words, this is not just Jesus the Son. Sometimes when we think about Good Friday, we think about uh, you know, approachable and gracious and compassionate Jesus trying to calm down his angry dad and have his angry dad, you know, convince his father to forgive us. But, but here we see Jesus saying in verse 38, this is, I did not come to do my will alone, but to do the will of him who sent me. In other words, God the Father is at work. God the Father desires our salvation. We see on Good Friday uh, the work of the Son in conjunction with the Father and the power of of the Holy Spirit in perfect unity to bring about our salvation. The Father and the Son are not pitted against one another. The cross displays the heart of God. So all of heaven is poised to save and forgive. Romans 8 goes on, verse 33. It says, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Again, Ramona read this verse earlier. Think about it. The the cross does not only show us the heart of God, but the cross gives us this legal certainty of our salvation. Look at verse 33. It gives courtroom language. Who will bring a charge against us? Who will condemn us? It says God is the one who justifies us. So the, the point of the verse is that God's the one who has the power to condemn God is the judge. He's the one who will bring the charges against sinners. But in Christ, 
He's paid our debt. He's, he's justified us. And so if he's not going to bring these charges against, charges against us, us <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> come on. If he's not going to condemn us, then who's left? No one. We will not be cast out because Jesus already was cast out for us. He went to the cross for us. Our sin was placed on him. And so in a legal setting, God says, case closed. The payment's been made. The punishment has been given. If someone was going to condemn you, it would have been God. But this text reminds us through the work of Jesus, instead, God has paid your debt and set you free. So who's left to condemn? No one. So friends, it's been a year of uncertainty, but I want us to be confident of this on Good Friday. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Because the cross shows us the heart of God, his commitment to us, and that our debt is paid and there's no condemnation left for those who are in Christ. Amen. There's only one thing the text does require of us, though. Do you see it? There's one thing verse 37 requires of us. It says, whoever does what? Whoever comes to me. We have to come to him. It doesn't qualify that any further. Whoever comes to me without doubt or whoever comes to me with you know, a pretty cleaned up past or whoever comes to me and their life's pretty put together now or whoever comes to me and you know, feels really, really bad about it and they do all these acts of penance to show it or whoever comes to me and jumps through these spiritual hoops and you know, starts attending church all the time and gives a lot of money or whoever comes to me and really proves it, whoever comes to me with zero doubts, whoever comes to me, no, just simply whoever comes to me. Just come to him. And so friends, we have a chance to come to him as we take communion together. And so communion's all about right? coming to the table. Normally, in the before times, we'd have a table up here and we come forward to take the elements. Now we have it conveniently delivered to each of your seats. But so we take these elements as a way of, of coming to Jesus and receiving from him with open hands. Lord, you have done everything required for my salvation. And so I want to invite you to grab these elements that remind us of Jesus' broken body and his shed blood for us. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll take together. Lord Jesus, we come tonight to worship you, to thank you, to remember your work on the cross. We thank you for your sacrifice and that your broken body and shed blood was given for us, that we might be forgiven, that we might be cleansed, that we might be made new. And Father, we thank you that you did not spare your son. Father, we thank you that your heart was on display as well on the cross to save your people. God, we worship you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. The night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. 
said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen.